This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why? Why are you yelling at me? Whatever, make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Shaper. My boy's wicked smart. This is Happer and Shaper. Welcome back in. 10 o'clock hour of Happer and Schaefer here on 93.7 The Ticket in the ticketfm.com. Connor Happer, Mike Schaefer with you. Alan Bell, Swartzline, will join us here in just a little bit. And he'll give us his Alan Bell, what the hell, pick of the week. It's really become quite a great thing. It's, it's I sit there and I watch these games like trying to wait for the moment. So last week was Seattle and Washington. And, like, one of them was needed a scoreless quarter. Mm -hmm. So, in the second quarter, no one had scored with, like, three minutes left to go. And I was sitting there yelling at the television because the the football team had moved into position in the field goal range. It was like, fumble, pick, anything. I'm, like, rooting for this as if – and I didn't even bet on it. Right. I want one of them to hit before the end of the season. I know, but they're they're getting, like, increasingly more likely – Likely and elaborate at the yep. same time. So whatever you could do uh, uh, to tune into that, that'll be fun with Alan. Coming up later, another successful weekend for uh, the early edge crew, it looks like. So as they go. Can I say that I don't... You can say whatever you like. No, that's not true. But I do not appreciate that... Why do we have this thing in college football where it's just like it, 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 popular opinion agrees and then it it, it, it becomes the truth? Groupthink? Yes. Yeah. I that, mean, that's, that's a better term for it. Yes. College football, well, use Georgia as an example. The groupthink of it was that Georgia was this great program because they just dominated the schedule that they played. When you looked inside the schedule, you realized that their best wins – were against either Kentucky or Arkansas, neither of which are a top twenty team. It's not really an argument for me to for for that I'm making that I'm saying that Georgia's not that good or anything like that. I was more referring to the Heisman, and now it's like everyone just agree. We we had no idea who the Heisman was going to be going into this past weekend, and now everyone just universally agrees that Bryce Young won the Heisman. Well. Because he destroyed the universal perception that Georgia was by far the best college football team in the country. Right. So. Uh, it's, that, that that trophy now, and, and I don't know, maybe it's just I didn't track it quite as closely or whatever it might be from the from the past. But I just feel like that's such a week-to-week thing now. And it's so much about Heisman moments. And we try to create <laughs> these quote-unquote Heisman moments yeah. out of thin air. 
Well, that, Kenneth Walker had a Heisman moment against Michigan. Right. And then he was the favorite. Yep. And then Bryce Young's comeback against Auburn was a Heisman moment. And then destroying Georgia became another Heisman moment. I mean, some of it is that his numbers are absolutely eye-popping. Like, 43 touchdowns, four interceptions, 4,322 yards. That's all just passing. I don't even know if he runs the ball ever. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, he had 31 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, so he has 46 touchdowns. But I, it's just it's one of those things where someone has to win the, the award. Yeah. It just feels like this year there's no one that you really – I mean, Kenny Pickett's probably going to end up being second would be my guess. I don't know. And, you know, if if Kenny Pickett won the Heisman, would he go down as one of the the – less heralded Heisman winners of all time. I don't know. They won the ACC. Yeah. No, he's, he has 42 touchdowns. Yeah, they, they won picks. the ACC. Like he's, he's had a great year. But I'm not trying to is, say he's bad. His name is Kenny Pickett, and for whatever reason, people are like, eh, yeah, I don't know. He plays for Pitt. Well, he, can't, he can't win the Heisman. Like, isn't, this, isn't this year as good of a as good of a example as any of, of a year where it could have – we could have given it to like a guy like Aiden Hutchinson, and that would have been fine. Or we could have given it to that defensive lineman from Georgia, and it would have. Been I was like, going to yeah, say, okay. I think Jordan Davis probably would have yeah. a better argument over Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, you could have went a number of different ways with but it. But instead, we're sitting here trying to find, like, trying to give it to Bryce Young because he's the Alabama quarterback, and Alabama's going to make the playoff and win the SEC, and he had a pretty good year. And like, I- I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but it felt like this entire year. We were just waiting for Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud to do something. When in all reality, they shouldn't have won the award. Right? They're not that good in the first place. All right? You know, like I don't know. Not to disparage them once again, but maybe we just shouldn't do it if that's our first but inclination. Here's here's essentially what has happened. So unless you make the college football playoff, you pretty much can't win the high Heisman. Right. Like, so, Devonta Smith, okay, best wide receiver, tremendous season. That's who probably should have won it. Fine. Joe Burrow, that's probably who should have won it. Fine. Kyler Murray, okay, fine. Baker Mayfield, fine. Lamar Jackson sort of stands out because they went 10-2, and two, um, and he was dynamic and new and fresh, so he wins it. Derrick Henry put up insane numbers, Alabama college football playoff, fine. Marcus Mariota. Oregon college football playoff, you know, so it's just like, and then you get pre-playoff era, Jameis Winston, Johnny Manziel sort of stands out as like a, a Lamar Flash Jackson the pan type of deal. Yeah, like a, you know, Robert Griffin, the same thing. Cam Newton, they won a national title. Mark Ingram, they won a national title. Sam Bradford, they played for an, like, so it's, it's such a condensed list that if you're not, you know, if you're not in the college football playoff, it's almost impossible for you to win it. And then it just becomes picking the quarterback with the best stats from it. That's it. And it, it's just sort of the award used to feel like it had a lot of value. And now it just kind of feels like it's there and I don't care about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I, I, I've been trying to figure that one out every year when this kind of comes up. I, I couldn't tell you why it feels like it means less now. Maybe it's just because it's the it's enter Alabama quarterback year by year or enter Alabama, you know, whatever Alabama's best player is because the sport has gotten stale because Alabama always wins the national championship. Right. Like maybe it just is directly connected to that and that's the start and finish of it. But um, 
yeah, it really meant it, it really used to mean something. Um, and maybe it's also the fact that Nebraska has tailed off quite a bit. Obviously, the, this century and Nebraska used to have players that were kind of in contention or in the race, in the running for it, and you could make an argument for it. Um, you know, like Sue or Amir Abdullah before he got hurt or whatever it was. It just used to be a significantly more interesting award. Like some of these names that won it, you know, Ron Dane wins it. Ricky Williams wins it. Their teams weren't playing for national titles. Rashawn Salam, uh, you know, Desmond Howard won it on a basically with the kick return. That's a Michigan team that didn't win a national title. Like, But those guys, those guys getting rewarded – on teams who didn't win national titles or in some cases didn't even win conference titles is so cool because then we can look back on it years later and say, oh, man, I remember that. I remember that moment. And instead what we're going to do from the last decade is just say, oh, yeah, I guess I remember the year that Bryce Young was Alabama's quarterback or, you know, but or or Mark Ingram or Derrick Henry or whatever it was. Like those guys weren't. I don't remember looking. I don't remember th- watching them in the moment, thinking these You're guys watching, are super yeah. fun. the The problem with the Bryce Young thing is, like Mac Jones finished a year of forty one touchdowns Jones. to four yeah. interceptions for forty five hundred yards. Like it's just like what Bryce Young did was cool, but it isn't new. It isn't anything Alabama hasn't seen before. Yeah. Like, it's great I, that he did it. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's not Heisman worthy. It's just it's boring. Right. That's it's it. It's become I guess a that's very boring award. And I'm with you 100% on this. Like, last year was at least fun because it was a wide receiver, and that was so rare. But they chose him over a quarterback who has the exact same stats at the quarterback that they're yeah. going to take. What it felt like is they, they chose him because there wasn't a great argument to make for right. the Alabama quarterback, even though he was in well, the running for the I award. I think there was like a little bit of a, well, Mac Jones isn't this good, so it's got to be because of the receivers. It's this, it's in the bigger picture of the sport, we've become so centrally focused on the college football playoff, and, and, and you know, that's the top <laughs> of the sport, right? Like, yep. that's what you have to, to look back on at the end of the day. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But I, it's become so centrally focused on that that at times it feels like nothing else matters. Right. And um, the the other stuff has become just like internet fodder. It doesn't actually seem to matter at the time. Like San Diego State's punter booting 90-yard punts basically. Ever. That was awesome. That was a thing that happened this year, but nobody probably knew about it because it doesn't, you know, no, right. we, we don't get to talk about it, the sport in that way. The nice it's, here's is, what matters. It's here. Alabama matters because they're going to win the national championship and win the SEC and they have the Heisman quarterback. And that's all we, that's all like, you know, Dan Patrick on the, on a national sports talk radio show will be talking about today. Yeah. But the rest of the stuff matters to us anyway. Right. Maybe it's just us because we're in a college football centric like community or whatever. But I don't know, man. I do think it's disappointing. I do think that 
you expand the playoffs, you get to have more of those conversations. I hope so. Because then if there's 12 teams in the playoffs or eight teams in the playoffs, that's 11 other rosters that you get to consider besides Alabama that, you know, how do they play? Did they have someone who got them there? That kind of thing. I mean, that's how you can end up with in the NFL. That's how you end up with an, an MVP who maybe isn't the guy at the number one team um, in the AFC or the NFC. So because you you're rewarding someone who carried their team there, you know, if Salvador in, Perez in this system, Kenny Pickett would get a lot more credit for what he did in an expanded playoff era than he will because they're, you know, because he'll get a national spotlight. Right. And they'll be in the playoff. And it's like, well, they wouldn't have gotten here without Kenny Pickett, you know, so that that would certainly help. Um, that would certainly help in terms of, of building out, making these things interesting again, because right now it's just so formula, you know, and then we spent half a year, we would have the conversation with Alan or whoever, and basically be like, oh, I wonder what the Heisman odds are. And it was like, Bryce Young's a favorite, then Matt Corral. And it's like, you could just cycle through. It's like, oh, this guy's making a charge. It's because his team's now relevant or Kenneth Walker's up here. But it's only relevant to the point that there's in the college football playoff picture. As soon as they lost to Purdue, you know, Kenneth Walker's all the way out of that yep. thing. And it wasn't like he played bad against Purdue. The defense just couldn't get stops. So it's a Yeah, formulaic. It, it all comes word. back to like you said, we've made the college football playoff the only thing that matters. So therefore, if you're not really involved in it, it isn't all that relevant. I don't even. I didn't even look up what the bowl matchups are right now. Oh, I, I don't even have a clue. Like, like I don't know, know who Pitt's playing. I don't. I think it's Ohio State versus Utah in the Rose Bowl, and I kind of want to put money on Utah right now. Um, I think that's the only one I know though. That is the Rose Bowl. The Sun Bowl is Miami versus. <laughs> what do you someone. know? The Sun Bowl. A guy I know that is uh, deployed. He's down. Um, he's down in that area, and for some reason, he was chosen to be involved at the ceremonies for the Sun Bowl. Cool. And so he was like sending us pictures, and he's basically like, "Yeah, I'm at this thing, and there's like no excitement for it whatsoever." That's the Tony the Tiger Bowl, the Tony the yeah. Tiger Sun Bowl. That's Washington State, Miami. Okay, yeah. I couldn't think of who the other team was. Yeah, Washington State. Probably um, why I couldn't think of who the other team was. Yeah. So by the way, and and there's a couple things I want to get to on the text line here momentarily, but uh, the the playoff teams, obviously Michigan, Georgia in the Orange Bowl, um, and then uh, the other one is Cincinnati, Alabama in the Cotton Bowl this year. Peach Bowl, Michigan State, Pitt, Fiesta Bowl, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State, Rose Bowl, Utah, Ohio State. Sugar Bowl, Baylor, Ole Miss, and then other significant like January first type games. Ole Miss is playing in a New Year's Six game. Ole Miss, yeah, basically the the second SEC team because the two made the playoff. Interesting. So they get the Was SEC. Was there no one that they could have taken besides Ole Miss? They get the SEC spot. Oh, that's right, because the two were in the playoffs. Uh, Citrus Bowl, January first, Iowa, Kentucky. Uh, Outback, Penn State, Arkansas. Um, Penn State. Penn State, Arkansas. All the way up into the Outback. We were off on that one. Uh, Gator, Wake Forest, Texas A&M. Vegas, Wisconsin, Arizona State. Uh, Music City, 
Tennessee, Purdue. Um, Alamo Bowl could be one of the fun non- Oregon, Oklahoma. Oregon, Oklahoma. That's Oregon, Oklahoma. Clemson, Iowa State is a bowl game this year, which is the Cheez-It Bowl. Hmm. Which normally gets made fun of. Maryland in the pinstripe against Virginia Tech. Uh, there is a bowl game this year at Fenway Park. Did you know that? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, is, let me guess. It is called the Wasabi Fenway Bowl. I saw someone tweet about this. It involves SMU. Yes. And I only got SMU. Recently, coach stepped down. Virginia. Virginia. Uh, Texas Bowl, LSU, and K-State. That's uh, that's kind of where we sat on bowl season. The rest of them are semi-meaningless. But I don't want to be the college football um, you know, guy who says this means more than that because I was just arguing for the opposite. All right, off the text line. Sorry if you already talked about this. Any any thoughts on the pit quarterback's fake slide? I enjoy I, it. I, I mean, people are, people are really don't like it, but I I really enjoyed it. I don't know that he even intended to to do exactly what he did there. Look, it, it almost looked like he was trying to juke and his foot got caught under him and he stumbled a little. What I would do as a quarterback is I would take advantage of the rules that are made to protect me. So somebody thinks I'm going to slide, they have to let up, I'm going to try and take advantage of that. That was really crafty, I thought, by him. Where it usually manifests itself during game is looking like you're going to walk out of bounds and then stealing an extra yep. five yards down the sideline or something like that. I would do that constantly. People would hate me for it, but I, I would do that all the time. So if I if that makes me and Kenny Pickett the college football uh, heel or whatever, I'd be glad to do it. I thought it was a good move, a savvy move. You take advantage of the rules that are given to you, and if and if you get hit and you got to take the beating for it, you're going to get a penalty afterwards. Then that's worth the price. I think. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I guess it sort of becomes like a. If you want to do that and you do get hit and there is a penalty, but you don't get up from the hit, like that's kind of the risk that you're the taking. risk you're willing to take. So uh, it is. It just puts defensive players in a really tough position, and it's continually unfair what they're asked to do at a moment's notice um, when it's not the same rules that work for and against them. Yeah. So uh, I didn't. I didn't hate it. I just don't but know what. Those are the type of things that. Those are the type of things that enforce rule changes. Like yeah. if you if you want it to be a little easier for the defense or a little bit more difficult for the quarterback to take advantage of a rule like that, then things like this need to happen because that's what spurs change. Yeah, I mean i I think, and this is just me, you can take protective sliding out of the rules for quarterbacks. I mean, frankly, I'm not sure why that's even a thing now. Because if you can be dangerous running with the football, you shouldn't just be allowed to give yourself up in that manner and everything's okay with it. Like, if, if we're all accepting that a quarterback can be a threat running the ball, then he has no protection relative to any other player that runs the ball. Right, I agree. So, uh, to me, the, the, the answer is to, to eliminate sliding. Yeah, and, once, once the quarterback becomes a runner, yeah, then let him be a the runner. You're on the field. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, so... I I would prefer that to sort of solve these. Maybe things. you got to do a. Maybe you got to do. You got to be touched when you're on the ground, like in the NFL. Well, it's just like if you, if you want to run, you have to acknowledge the risk, which basically mm-hmm. means if you're going to run, you're going to go to the sidelines pretty quickly. Yep. So, 
But those are the rules that are at play for him. Right. So you take so advantage you, of them. You know, take advantage of those as you can. Let's take a quick break. We'll have Alan Bell of Sportsline up next. We'll talk about the weekend in the NFL. Uh, we'll get the Alan Bell what the hell pick of the day for the Monday night game between New England and Buffalo tonight. Good Monday night game. More up next. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.